Episode and the final episode of both Beard and Bear Happy Hour and J Fabe, respectively. Don't know what happened to the second episode this week or <laughs> this weekend. It just kind of never Yeah, happened. we kind of just got really hammered. It was really, really cool. Had a great night at the ROH NJPW Super Show on Saturday. We did not attend. We instead sat on Jay's couch and enjoyed it. Um, what do you think to the show overall, that one? Which one? This one, thirty-five. No, um, the 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 Saturday one. All oh, right, okay. the ROH Super Show. Yeah, uh, overall they they put on a really good show. Yeah, it, it was probably um, was Eclipse of WrestleMania. Cool, that's that's a daring place to start, Jay. That is a daring place to start. Of course, any show that does feature a run-in from Enzo Amore and Big Cass, top of my list. Yeah, top of Jay's <laughs> list. He is a big fan. Of both of those people. Um, let's go on to <laughs> WrestleMania 35, though, because that is what we have been discussing. We were supposed to be doing a load of predictions, but we didn't do that many predictions. So, as a result, um, we are just going to wing it. We've got the results in front of us. We watched a fair amount of these matches last night in between being awake and also not being that conscious. Um, <laughs> so, let's get started with the pre show. What might, did you do? getting old here. Um, <laughs> quite possibly. What did you think to the pre-show, Jay? All that pre-showy goodness, the the whole the whole pre-show environment, you know, with everybody coming in and and they've, they've got the table and people talking, talking, yeah, the talking, all the talking about yeah. what's going to happen. There was, there was a lot of incessant talking in the pre-show. Don't know why we watch it, etc., etc. Tony Nice and Buddy Murphy were in a singles match to warm up the pre-show. Um, half an arena. Yeah, to half an arena. Singles match, WWE Cruiserweight Championship went on for 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Jay, what were your thoughts on this match? <laughs> so, uh, Tony Nice. He is a great competitor. <laughs> Excellent. And Buddy Murphy is also one of those. Sadly. He is also a great competitor. No, it was, a, it was great back and forth. I would have expected more from this match, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, do you reckon some of that's reflective to the time they had? Well, yeah. 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 I mean, they had a bit more time than just over 10 minutes. They probably went over by 40 seconds. Yeah. Someone's getting fired. Yeah, yeah that's probably yeah. the case. Yeah. I'm going to reckon it's going to be Cesaro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Carmella won by um, last eliminating Sarah Logan. This is, to, of course, the definitely not the fabulous Moolah um, Battle Royal um, for the Women's Battle Royal Trophy. trophy. Yeah, it looks like an ovary. Um, many people say that the only redeeming quality about this Battle Royal is that it's not named after the fabulous Moona. Um, Jay, do you think that that is a fair assessment considering what we watched last night? It's just a woman's, just a woman's Battle Royal, really, isn't it? Just a woman's Battle Royal. They could have called it the China Battle Royal. That would have been good. Yeah. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder <laughs> <laughs> defeated the Revival, <laughs> Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson um, in a 13-minute and 20-second 
I don't know what more do you want me to say WWE you've been putting Carmella in this strange weird in between a f- fucking featured spot somewhere between lower mid card and on a rocket to the fucking moon what am I supposed to think like genuinely WWE you tell me what I'm supposed to think about Carmella at this stage because you're sure as fuck not giving us any indication other than the fact that she obviously is selling merchandise hey Rich yeah you're right mate just fucking gets me. <laughs> just, do you want a coffee? Just gets me, mate. Just gets me. I mean, I'll have a coffee, yeah. But no, it gets me, mate, about this Carmella thing. It's like, oh, just we got we got a spare spot that needs a woman in it. Let's throw Carmella in it. It'll give us an excuse to get her another outfit. Do a dance break halfway through it. Fucking Carmella. Jay's dropping stuff all over his living room. That's that's what he's doing. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus the Revival. Do you have anything to say about this woman's battle royal? Not really. No. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. This is Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. They face the Revival and won. Um, what were your thoughts on this? Went on for 13 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, probably one of the stronger tag matches on the actual card overall. Would you say that? Well, I guess so. But it was just blatantly to put over Kurt Hawkins. Oh, yeah. In the same time. Yeah. And shit all over the revival yet again. I mean, Kurt Hawkins obviously has had the 264 match losing streak. Finally, he changed. as Michael Cole so rightfully pointed out, he was wearing New York Mets colors and then changed to New York Mets colors, and they will be more lucky. Um, which I think he was probably going to be saying the Knicks or the Giants or another team that he changed away from and changed into the New York Mets colours, but it didn't come over well on commentary. In fact, I must admit, the commentary to this occasion, all in all, dire. was absolutely fucking dire, wasn't it? It was. It, I did not enjoy the commentary Terrible. throughout the entire night. Um, there seemed to be more guest commentators than there were real commentators. Um, half of the commentators didn't know what they were saying. Michael Cole, I haven't heard him choke so so much on scripted lines since um, Vince McMahon was teaching him how to be a heel live on air as part of a giant experiment. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I did not enjoy the commentary. I did not enjoy the commentary. And this is an example of why. It was just mistake after mistake on Cole's part. No one correcting anybody. They just they they've just got so much to say that they have no room to actually breathe and tell a story about what's going on in the ring. Um and that, that kind of bleeds onto the product at this stage. Anyway, this match, Kurt Hawkins is at Rider One. Any any Yay. closing thoughts on that one, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 tickling your what's tickling your beard? I don't know. I don't know though. So come to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Braun Strowman um, wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Giant Trophy Trophy thing. Just pointing out, I'm still waking up at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and Jay's still waking up. Um, so yeah, he eliminated Colin Jost last. What did you think to this to this to this extravaganza, Jay? Oh, I really enjoyed how um, they they put over Braun Strowman in this match. This match was definitely needed to put over Braun Strowman. I really enjoyed the fact that we've managed to take two hours <laughs> worth of kickoff show and boil it down to like a, te- a, a ten minute blurb here. And I don't feel feel that our audience are losing anything from that. No, don't, don't bother with the kickoff show. It is absolute garbage. Moving on to the main show. On to the main show. So the show opens up with Alexa Bliss saying that she is now the host of WrestleMania and she can create a WrestleMania moment by just clicking her fingers. Q. Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Oh, that's the way to WrestleMania. I love Hulk Hogan. Oh, it's so good that he's... Uh, yeah, Hogan. Yeah, good old Hogan. Uh, yeah, such, so a, such a great... So good. Such a funny... Love racist. Hulk Hogan. I love yeah. that match when he was in, when he did that thing. 
Yeah. 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 You mean you mean where he looks again? You. You. Ah, you. Yeah. And then he'll quiver and shake in their boots and then fall over a lot. So Hulk Hogan managed to redeem himself by by <laughs> by um calling um calling the MetLife Look, arena. But first he he took the piss out of himself. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Dome thing. He did he did he did. He, and he then re- he calls it the MetLife Center. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. He he initially called it the Silver Dome, obviously, um which was part of a joke. And then um obviously riffing on his um Superdome um situation back at WrestleMania 30 in a spot there with The Rock and Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep, indeed. And then after he after he corrected himself, um, he decided to call it the MetLife Center, which it is not. <laughs> it is the MetLife Stadium. So, good job, Hogan. Hogan. Yep. Um, you legend you've... This piece Ooh. was This piece was interrupted by the entrance of Paul Heyman. Who was very incensed um, with Brock Lesnar? Well, no, very excent, uh, incensed on Brock Lesnar's behalf due to um, due to them not being in the main event at WrestleMania. Um, this, of course, shows what a great advocate um, Paul Heyman is to Brock Lesnar, considering that they've been saying this will main event WrestleMania for two weeks. Um, they choose they choose now to have a tantrum. It really makes him look like a forward planner. Um, very, very interesting. Um, they decide to have the Universal Championship match first. Yeah. First. This is yeah. an indication of a bit of a pacing problem, I would say, with this event. Would you say that that's fair? From the get-go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I would probably say from the get-go, definitely. Like, yeah, this just piques interest, and then didn't really deliver so the match itself went on for two minutes and 30 seconds um brock lesnar who initially thought he had the um jump on an unprepared seth rollins um managed to have the better made of him um via a low blow along with several um excellent curb stomps um that looked it, it looked like brock lesnar was getting better and better at taking a curb stomp every time he took one didn't it because he took like three um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's clearly yeah, Seth Rollins came back from a hell of a beating as well. Yeah, no. I mean, it put over Seth Rollins quite well, but it didn't put over the championship maybe as well as it could have done. I mean, to be fair, the Universal Championship will will go from strength to strength under somebody who is regularly on television anyway. I mean, halfway through the beatdown, a bit lackluster. This this match didn't compare to anything of the AJ Styles or the Daniel Bryan matches against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, the, the people in the Finn Balor, the people who are similar size, and they kept going on about that as well. Um, yeah, it didn't deliver in that in that sense. Yeah, of course. But overall, could have been worse. Um, could have been better. It really just felt like a bit of a damp squib starter. Um, followed that up with AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Um, that was the singles match. Yeah, it Seth Rollins beat him on the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth yeah, Rollins yeah. won. Um, there were, there were yeah. pyro. Um, <laughs> AJ Styles and Randy Orton went one on one in a singles match. Um, this was 16 minutes and 20 seconds long. Um, Jay, what did you think of this match? Mm, well, as much as I, I like AJ Styles, as you may have heard on this podcast, um, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> you, you, is that, is that a new thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You and AJ have a have a bit of a have a bit of a history. Um, no, I just like AJ Styles. Oh, okay. What is it about him? <laughs> so, this match with Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, obviously, um, what Jay meant to say is that he really, really likes AJ Styles' wrestling ability, as well as um, his, his ability to hold a crowd. Um. Yeah, <laughs> this match with Randy Orton would have been what I would like to say, but I know exactly where you was going with that. And thanks, Rich. That's that's where I went. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so AJ Styles and Randy Orton, um, they went on for sixteen minutes twenty seconds. It was all right, back and forth match. Glad we didn't see the phenomenal forearm into an RKO out of nowhere again, um, because that spot's been done to death. As, we didn't see the phenomenal forearm into the win. We did, we yeah. did, we saw quite so a bit. Overall, there. this was a good, a good match 
Mm. I've always said AJ Styles could wrestle a broom and it'd be a good match, but it wasn't a terrible match. Mm. Um, I think it's a lot to do with it was just strict WWE style. There was no give in that, probably because Randy Orton can't wrestle a different style to save his life. Yeah, so that's, that's true. It's probably that. He did go 16 minutes 20, so he's, he's actually earned that shit in the bag this time. Yeah, no, of course. He's, uh, he's earned his shit in that bag and, um, you know, clock out, probably go to Vegas with go to Vegas with Lesnar now. Uh, but you know. with AJ Styles matches, he always interjects some kind of different style, uh, Japanese influence, or maybe something from the Indies. This was just strict WWE. This was maybe it was to prove that he could wrestle a strict WWE match, but it wasn't one of his better matches. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was definitely bread and butter WWE style. Um, everything was very well produced, very well put put forward. There was a top rope spot involving a top rope super RKO at one point that didn't quite come off, but would have been interesting. But all in all, it was it was a very strict WWE style. Um, but all in all, not too bad. I was quite pleased with this. Um, I didn't mind it too much. AJ Styles never has the showing that he deserves at um, WrestleManias anyway. That is true. Um, so Which is really weird. Just getting a 16-minute 20 straight, straight as a die match with Randy Orton. Um, it's 16 minutes and 20 that could have been wasted on something, something not as impressive. So that's my thoughts on that. Um... The Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso defending their championship, their their tag team championship, SmackDown tag team championship, against Alistair Black and Ricochet, Rusuke, um, with Lana and The Bar. Um, this was a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown tag team championship. It was 10 minutes and 10 seconds. How, well, are, you, how are you supposed to tell a story in a fatal four-way in 10 minutes, 10 seconds? Well, um, they at least tried. They did try. They did indeed try. It was certainly something to to watch. I I there was some good there was some good spots. Cesaro and Ricochet, obviously, with the um, with the what's that move called with the twirling? (laughs) The twirling. Yeah, you know where he twirls him by his legs. Twirls in by his legs. Twirls him by his legs, yeah. Twirls him around. Are you on about black black mask? No. Where where Cesaro grabs someone by their feet and twirls oh, them in the circles. The giant swing. The giant swing. Thank you very much for that, Jay. I'm glad you're here. Um, <laughs> Cesaro- the twirly thing <laughs> yeah, that's in between his legs makes no it, sense. Yeah, no, that makes all the sense <laughs> in the world. Um, as did this one going on for well over a minute. Putting, putting Ricochet in that move, obviously... Um, very, very, very impressive to watch visually. Cesaro had Ricochet in that move for well over a minute, while Sheamus slowly destroyed and dismantled the rest of people of the people coming in to try and Which break was that move. A minute of the ten minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, um, I mean, that was the high spot of the match. All in all, it was all right. Usos won. Usos won double splash Cesaro. No, it wasn't. It was Sheamus, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, my biggest surprise here is that Alistair Black and Ricochet didn't go over, considering how how hot they are, or hot they are supposed to be, considering that they have now lost in the last three weeks to every single tag team champion um, that the WWE has, bar the UK tag team champions, and of course, and then knock him right back down. Exactly. Go WWE. Go back to FCW, guys. Go back to FCW. Um, so in our first match now um, that didn't feature Randy Orton to go over 10 minutes, um, well, okay, 13 minutes, we have Shane McMahon and The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. This went on 15 minutes and 30 seconds. Jay. How did you enjoy this? This was a pretty, pretty standard PG era hardcore match, wasn't it? Really? I, I, what else is there to say about that? Where, where are you on this whole malarkey? There was a start, there was a middle, there was a spot and an end. Yeah, I would say that's all right. It was nice to see them up on the hard cam rig. That was quite cool. Um, good to see. Good to see behind the hard cam. Telling the story of Mrs. Dad coming to save the Miz and trying to put his fists up. Yeah, I mean that was that was pretty stupid. 
Um, that entire that entire affair was just like an ego vehicle for Shane McMahon, really. But at least he actually showed some kind of something this time. Who his dad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, his dad. His, his dad was all right. His face didn't change once though, but his face doesn't change. <laughs> he's he's wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. With the potato head. You have to change the bits for him to make him smile or be sad or angry. Girl, we are getting slanderous this morning here on JFabe slash Beard and Bear Podcast Hour thing. This name, this name thing's been an absolute kerfuffle. Better get that sorted. Um, what were your thoughts on the Shane McMahon and the Miz thing? All in all, then. All in all, it was actually a pretty good match. Yeah, I actually it quite was enjoyed right. it. Um, it the Miz right. is actually showing a, a aggressive side of himself, considering he's not a heel. Broke up the event. He's a face now, mm. and as a face, he can beat the crap out of Sanity and also Shane McMahon. As a heel, mm. he has to cheat to win. Yeah. So. Booking logic is great, but it's good to see Miz in a kick-ass role, really. Yeah, it's good to see it's good to see Miz in a role where he gets to. I mean, there was parts where this felt a bit like a, a an escort mission in a first-person shooter, with Shane McMahon attacking the Miz's dad and the Miz having to defend him. Um, I kind of I kind of like that. I liked seeing the Miz get incensed enough to be able to hulk out a bit, um, and I liked seeing Shane McMahon. Um, I liked seeing Shane McMahon get thrown off shit because it's Shane McMahon. And what Double else? Suplex spot was pretty cool. What else are you good for? Oh, on the golf cart. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a bit cart. of a nasty fall. Yeah, that was a very nice. There were a couple of nasty falls over the course of WrestleMania. Really, wasn't there? Um, a couple of people decided to go out outside of their usual style. I suppose. Um, obviously, you saw it with Shane McMahon. You saw some heavier stuff um, going off later on in the Kofi Kingston match. Um, yeah, there was just some there was just some interesting kind of bumps um throughout the night. There was a bit more neck play, a bit more a bit a bit of a harder kind of style at times. But less of a strong style that we've been seeing throughout WWE at the moment. Yeah. Um it was it was somewhere between the WWE standard product and the strong style that you see elsewhere, I suppose. Um, in regards to slams. I mean, they're never going to fully they're never going to fully go you know, dropping each other on the head. You're never gonna see a you're never gonna see a um you're never gonna see a one winged angel in WWE ring or anything as, as as crazy as that. But I mean going back to the um the revival match there was one hell of a brutal um brain buster um on the outside and to be honest there were quite a few people willing to take some heavy bumps throughout the night. So it was good to see that. Um Shane McMahon and the Miz's larger bump, though, as a result, looked a little bit flat for me, um, <coughs> just simply because, in high def at least, um, you can actually see the gym mats, whereas back in back in his prime you couldn't. So, just all looked a bit foamy, didn't it? A little bit foamy, Jay. <laughs> a little bit foamy. Yeah. Sure. Match number nine. <laughs> um. Fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Beth Phoenix, a returning Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Um, she was getting put over in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nia Jax and Tamina. Obviously, the Iconics and the reigning champions. The Boss and Hug connection. They wrestled to a 10 minute 45 um, time. What were your thoughts on seeing this this wonderfully paced Fatal 4-Way tag team match that had to tell a story in under 10 minutes. They actually told a better story than, than the Fatal 4-Way with the guys. Yeah, that's fair. Bell to Bell was actually much better. Yeah, it was a, it was a damn, damn fine match, to be honest. Um, and from what I can remember of it, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at Jay, this point. At this point, Jay, Jay how, many, how many drinks did you had? Drinks. Yes, lots of drinks. Um, Jay had had some drinks. Um, some drinks. And as a result, um, this was about the time when when some of our memories can get a bit hazy at this stage. Um, we'll just talk about how I had too many drinks. Yeah, that's pretty much the plan yeah. um, with all of this. Um, so Jay's fault. Rich never fell asleep. I didn't fall asleep at all. Um, 
or well, twice. Or, or maybe for three f- times. Or for four times. D- maybe five times. No. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> on to the next match. <laughs> the longest match of the night, Kofi Kingston um, versus Daniel Bryan. Um, for the WWE Championship. Rich can take this one because I didn't actually see it because <laughs> I may have been falling in and out of sleep at this point. Nice. But um, we should mention that the Iconics took that. Oh, yeah, we probably should. Yeah. What's in the future for the Iconics? I'm surprised because um, why not build the first tag team champions as strong tag team champions and make them lose in their second defense? What? Well, well, if the title changes hands, then that's good. Make them all change their hands, Jay. Well, why not? Why not? Why Make not? them look like strong champions for the first champions. But the Iconics will be a strong champions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> we were doing a bit. Um, yeah, no, it's an absolute bullshit move on WWE's part. What is the fucking point? You no, losers. Just creating a new, a, new, a new title and then just... Just just dashing. Dashing it around people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, just dashing it up. Um, Kofi Kingston with Big E and Xavier Woods this is Daniel Bryan with Rowan um, this was a good match I thoroughly enjoyed it there was some great back and forth um, watching Kofi Kingston this, the long term storytelling um, throughout the match was Kofi Kingston having to give into his more vicious side um, at times um, there was a point where he, he met um, Daniel Bryan, this is towards the end of the match he met Daniel Bryan with a hole holding him by the arms and kicking him repeatedly in the face, um, a move that Daniel Bryan has used multiple times during this heel run um, and just looks brutal as anything, was really well put together um, and Kofi eventually manages to unleash that inner that inner Kofi Kingston and just 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 destroy Daniel Bryan in the, uh, towards the end with a um, Trouble in Paradise, I believe it was. It was. I saw that part. Yeah. No, it was um, all in all. Good match. It was the longest match of the card. Definitely going to require a bit of a um, a bit of a visit from us at a later date, actually, um, where we can talk about why why this angle has worked so well. Um, Which will probably be on the next episode. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, we definitely need to see the fallout. Moving forward over Monday Night Raw, what do you think? Um, what do you think will be well Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, obviously. What do you think would be the right move um, now for Kofi Kingston in regards to how to handle him as a champion? Um, what should happen to him as a champion? I mean, uh, prevailing logic to me says that what happens is they do a bit of a superstar shakeup. Um, SmackDown, um, SmackDown maybe gets a new star or two, and they either come in and squash him as of Tuesday night or alternatively they try and get him to backlash and then squash him there because you <laughs> can't, cannot have nice things. Is that what you you expect is going to happen? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I do I do expect Daniel Bryan to get back in the title picture pretty soon. Yeah. There's meant to be no rematches. There's probably going to be a rematch. I reckon there will be a rematch in this instance. Um, it just and Daniel Bryan will take it back. Just feels like a potential rematch moment. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, singles match for the WWE United States Championship. This was match number eleven. Went on for one minute exactly. One minute. What was your thoughts? Good to see Joe at WrestleMania. Yeah, glad glad he dropped by. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, Rey Mysterio's ankle injury must be um, must have put him in a position where he perhaps couldn't wrestle his full his full complement of moves. Um, or perhaps it was just a case of cutting down on time. Well, possibly. Mm. I reckon they there was like, yeah, he can go for this amount of time, or we're going to make you go for this amount of time just to save your ankle. Clear to wrestle, maybe, probably, probably not. But there must be an angle with his son in it as well. So that was all planned out beforehand. Um, yeah, yeah, completely dropped. Yeah, just tequila clutch. Yeah, it was good I to see. I saw Mysterio landed on his on on his feet, fell back. Referencing his injured ankle, and Joe made him tap out. Yeah, it was good to see um, WWE go with this kind of um, this kind of squash. However, this might not have been the show to do it. I I am very sad that we didn't get to see a bit more of Samoa Joe um, at WrestleMania. 
Um, but at least he made it this time. Exactly, exactly. One minute of Samojo is better <laughs> than no minutes of Samojo, as far as I'm concerned. So, good job, WWE. I'm sure you won't come back to waste those moment, those minutes that they cut out of that match later down the line. Um, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre in a singles match, fairly standard, 10 minutes, 10 seconds. Any thoughts on this one, Jay? A lot of pyro. There was a lot of pyro for Roman Reigns. I mean, it's like they... I, I don't know. Something says that they signed off on the pyro budget for WrestleMania um, with a giant circle around Roman Reigns before his diagnosis in October. That might be quite accurate. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But um, Drew had a good showing against Joe. Drew had and a by Joe I mean Roman. <laughs> by Joe you mean Roman, yes. Um Drew Drew did come across quite well. Um I d I uh, I expected him to go over actually. I expected him to given, go over. Given that monster heel heat. But they went for the feel good Roman Reigns is back, WrestleMania to come back from Yeah, I mean I think I think to terrible be terrible thing that happened with the leukemia. Yeah, I so mean I put him over. I think you've kind of got to do that, haven't you? Really. But they could have told a better story. They could have told a better story. With Roman Reigns having to crawl and scratch his way back to the top. Yeah, they could have done that, and that would probably get him more over. Um, but I think what they're going for is a um, is a he's come back stronger than ever kind of vibe, um, judging by the, the fact that Michael Coles said it looks like he's come back stronger than ever. Yeah, no, no um, I pretty much thought they would do that with him. Yeah, which... But they, they shouldn't, they should build him. Yeah, I think I think that the story would have more nuance and depth if they if they did that. Um, oh well. Yeah, on on to the next one <laughs> with Roman Reigns, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, Drew's Drew's going to claim the fact that he he beats Seth Rollins mm. <coughs> before WrestleMania, so we'll probably see something with the three of them. So um, after this, after this, WWE decided to um, bring out its geriatrics league. Um, in a the second longest match of the night, um, two completely not active wrestlers um, had Paul versus Dave. Paul versus Dave. Yeah, no. Paul's got a bit of an ego, so it went twenty three minutes forty five seconds. Dave's got a bit of an ego too. Um, so yeah, he had to. He had to. I don't know. Be 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 kind of curtailed by there. Yeah, he had to be there. Um, Actually, quite well for someone that's not wrestled in a while. He didn't do too bad. Um, he didn't have to any lines, though, so it wasn't too bad. That's true. He did, however, have to get in the ring, <laughs> which I don't know if it will be on the network replay version, but... Probably um, not. He he tripped he tripped on his way into the ring. It was hilarious. Um, if you can if you can get that shit on YouTube, that that, that was that was a wake-up. I would imagine they cut it out because he... Climbed back into the ring on the same side and then laughed. Yes, he did. He did. He went round. He did a circuit, climbed back into the ring, so that they could, so that they could cut it, edit it, yeah. right out. That's that's my assumption as to what they did, but it was hilarious um, it was when funny. he did when he did fall. Um, it could have been could have been the next Titus World Slide. If they'd have if they'd have made enough of a meal of it, couldn't it? But they didn't even mention it in commentary. They didn't even mention it on commentary. So now. that just tells they're you just they're just going to edit it out. They're definitely editing that out. It's a shame, but, you know, one of the great WrestleMania moments has been lost. Um, speaking of what is and isn't great WrestleMania moments, um, I'll tell you what's not great WrestleMania moments. Watching Triple H and Batista pretending they're 20 years younger. I thought Triple H did quite good. I thought he was quite brutal. I it, was a sadistic. A, it was a brutal, it was a sadistic match. It was good character work I don't going think on it was a bad both. match. But it went a bit longer than I thought it was going to, but... That's what gets me. That's what gets me. This to me feels like it should have been between ten, fifteen minutes. It was twenty-three minutes forty-five seconds. I quite, I quite enjoyed them going um, off the PG and pushing the boundaries with that. Yeah, they did push the boundaries. There were quite, uh, quite a bit of content um, that went, that went non-PG. Obviously, Triple H can do what he wants. So, um, yeah, Triple <laughs> H can do whatever he wants. I did enjoy seeing the, um, seeing the. Needle nose pliers pulling the um, pl pulling the um, nose ring. 
out of Batista. Before that then was it was like good. a wrench, wasn't it, on his fingers, a joint manipulation, yeah. stomp. On yeah. the stairs, that was that was cool. That was good. It was good to see some um, good to see some Pete Dunn influence um, on Triple H there. Actually, that's what it felt like. You, did, did you get that? Yeah, I definitely got that. Yeah, and the uh, Superman <laughs> um, <laughs> sledgehammer shot as well. Yeah, there was a Superman sledgehammer shot where Triple H stepped up two two steps um, in the middle of the ring that had been dumped there by Batista, and you s- and 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 he and he hit the. Um, he hit the sledgehammer like it was a Superman punch. Um, all in all, this kind of this kind of came across to me as a Triple H um, vanity vehicle. I don't know. Uh, Vince McMahon was the one that asked Triple H to wrestle. Apparently, he said tri- WrestleMania needed Triple H. Okay. Um, I assume though that Triple H felt that WrestleMania needed the seven-year intro to Triple H with with the Mad Max theme. Oh yeah, that was that was great. That's all Triple that was, H. That was epic. That I knew it was going to be epic. I told you when yeah, we watched yeah. it, it's going to be an epic entrance. Yeah, no, I mean it was. I I, I love <laughs> I love Triple H just bringing a vehicle down to the ring and and looking looking like a badass. And it just uh, what that says to me is that you know this guy can dress as a badass still. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I think you're probably hotter on this than me. Um, I I liked it. I oh, know. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. With 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 the video of him evading the attacks from other people in a Mad Max version, to then it coming to the entrance of opening, took too long. <laughs> but the actual yeah, vehicle yeah, no, to that, get out, it just looked a bit naff, didn't it? With um, that whole the music did nothing for him. Yeah, they should have changed it right at the top of the ramp instead mm. of at the bottom. Yeah, all in all, it looked a bit. Looked a bit mediocre, um, looked a bit naff, um, but I feel that the match itself. Oh, you thought I was being serious? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I was actually talking about the match itself, though. I think I think you're a bit hotter on the match than I am. Oh yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. No, yeah. I thought it was well put together. Actually, it was uh, quite surprised that Batista was able to pull off that kind of match, considering he's been out of wrestling for X amount of years. I can't remember how many. I enjoyed it to some degree, but I didn't feel it warranted 23 Ooh, minutes 45 when the table. it was. That was cool. Yeah, um, the backdrop on the table where he pissed around with the there was there was a great backdrop that Triple H had to do um, where Batista had obviously put the steps in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. um, and Triple H Triple H had to do a backdrop. And um, if you watch his legs when he does this backdrop from one table to another from the top of the steps, he is having to really do some incredible footwork just to just to make sure that he doesn't stack it, um, break his ankle. Yeah, break his ankle, snap it, whatever. Um, yeah, no, he does some really good, really good, interesting stuff with his footwork. So, um, well done, Triple H, for averting a potential WrestleMania disaster there. Um, <laughs> good job. Crown jewel all over again. Yeah, could have been, could have been. Um, Baron Corbin. And Kurt Angle, a singles match. This was Angle's farewell match. This was on next. Um, before we do go there, though, a lot of speculation about John Cena appearing in this match um, seemed to be applicable. However, John Cena appeared earlier in the match, um, uh, sorry, earlier in the night um, during an Elias skit. Um, and that was quite interesting, um, just from a re- nostalgia perspective. Showing the Babe Ruth video. Yep, they showed the Babe Ruth video about halfway through a bit that Elias was doing where there were two two pre-recorded versions of himself plus him in the ring um, playing against them. Um, a Babe Ruth video occurred and then we got a return... Of the Babe Ruth of wrestling. Of the Babe Ruth of wrestling, the doctor of thugonomics, John... John Thugger, Thug Life, Word Life, the Word Chain Gang, Cena... Is that what we're calling him? Well, that's what's happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I think that's what we'll call him. Um, so, John Thug Life Chain Gang Word John Cena. Um, old school, two thousand and two. John Cena, ruthless aggression Cena. Ruthless aggression Cena came down to the ring. Um, did a rap um, that was very entertaining very entertaining really well put together um, referenced a bit of the smart stuff that he likes just for the bands obviously to the piss out of himself in his movies 
Yep, yep. Took the piss, piss out. out of Elias. Yeah, yep. Also really enjoyed it. What was the other thing he said? Um, uh, he talked about the closest thing about becoming a hero, but I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, he said he said um, he said that Elias is the unlucky guy because he stood in the ring whilst um, John Cena's got doing a heel turn. Um, that was kind of that was kind oh, of nice. Oh, comicbook.com have actually um, released saying John Cena officially turns heel at WrestleMania, which he didn't. He just came out as Doctor Tokenomics. Yeah, he didn't actually turn here. He came. He came out in his old school uniform, and that was it. Um, so he looked like comicbook.com. He com. What are you thinking? Yeah, I know. You guys, you guys, fucking get on the same page. <laughs> for for a company called Comic Book, there's a lot of there's a lot of wrong pages being turned there. You can't you can't Naughty. just put that out there when yeah, it's not true. Yeah, it's obviously not true. John Cena's not going to all of a sudden become a heel forever. It's quite clear. He was doing so he was a bit. the closest thing. He, he didn't say he was actually turning heel. Yeah, he, he he was doing he was doing a bit, and it was clearly because he was wearing some very very fancy and new looking WWE thugonomics style um, uniform um, that is obviously <laughs> attire. Attire, <laughs> yes, that's obviously going to be available in the WWE shop for everybody who's nostalgic enough to wear he such even did ridiculous the, the whole stuff. Trainer pump thing. Yeah, he did. Well. The, he did the trainer the pumps. It was, it was. It was. It was all right. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it was, was a, it, a nice fu that looks just like the AA, but it was an fu. He did actually yeah. specify yeah. that it was going to be an fu and yeah, not an AA. Did. Yeah. So um, again, this is another example as to um, as to WWE slowly moving away from some of the harsher harsher changes that were made during the PG era. I think we're in a much more permissive place when it comes to what is and isn't PG compared to 13, 14 years ago. Um, and I think they're just kind of adjusting their product to kind of go into that area. That I don't think we're ever going to see them move back into TV 14 territory for pay-per-views. But I, I really don't, don't want a three-hour smackdown. I don't want a three hours. Apparently, the first first hours, through two hours, supposed to be on Fox, and it's moving over to Fox Sport One for the last hour. Okay, so the th- so the last hour is going to be a um, is going to basically be just kind of a write off show, isn't it? Well, they've got peak interest, so they've got to have some kind of ad break that makes them want to go over to Fox Sport One to carry on because Fox. Although they do, although Fox they do, um, at like ten what? or eleven in the evening, so they've got to move it over. No, no, I can understand that, but at the same time, they're also going to want to ca- um, attract casual viewers, and one of the ways that they will do that is by making sure that their more mainline talent or their main angles of the night play out on the Fox on the Fox show, um, possibly with the conclusion to set angles playing out on the on the non mainline channel. So I would see them. I could see a potential a potential situation where you get like a like a like a second tier happening on the on the non syndicated broadcast coming up after. That's what I, I I reckon you could end up with a WCW Thunder style situation with that last hour. Looking forward to it. Yep, can't wait. Um anyway, um John Cena did not turn up to fight Kurt Angle. Instead we were treated to Baron Corbin defeating Kurt Angle in six minutes and five seconds. I expected it. I didn't call it, but I expected it. I expected it. Um, anything we can say about this? Uh, well, if they don't push uh, Baron Corbin after this, then it was all pointless. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley. together match, actually. I quite enjoyed it. It was but an Angle okay had match. had a good show in. It was an okay match, but Kurt Angle... They definitely had to save Kurt Angle till then so he didn't get injured. Kurt Angle came over looking like he was running entirely on fumes um, when it came to... Like, nearly all of his matches were... Well, nearly all of his moves just felt like he was pulling from a deep place in order to execute them. Um, And when when you get the old kind of adage of a great wrestler goes out on his back... I think it was a fair it's a fair assessment. I just don't think necessarily that format, that timing. A lot of people in the crowd were shocked and also crying. Yeah. It was obviously going to happen, guys. No feel-good moment here. See you later, Kurt. Good night, everyone.
<laughs> After this, um, singles match, WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, this was Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush. Um, this was four minutes and five seconds. Jay, what do you have to say about those four minutes and five seconds? I thought this match was longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened with me at this time was I decided to lie down for a little break awake. And um, apparently, this is the first time this happened, but um, it, it definitely wasn't. This was definitely <laughs> the first time it happened, and I lay down for a break. And Finn Balor's music was playing as he entered the ring. Um, as I as I lay down, and then a few moments later, I asked where why his music, how long his entrance was going to be, and I, I opened my eyes and realised that he was actually holding the Intercontinental Championship and had won. Um, so Jay, in that intervening time, can you fill in the blanks for me? So, uh, I would love to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Finn Balor won. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Thanks, With a coup de grace, top rope. Yeah. Um, there was quite a few spears actually thrown onto Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, he did this powerbomb, and they're like, Finn Balor could never powerbomb by Lashley, but the demon can, and he powerbombed ah. him. Okay. He tried twice, second attempt worked. Okay. Good to to win. Leo Rush didn't really get involved that much. Um, but most of this match, I think, was on the outside. Okay. But all in all. But if I'm wrong, please tell me, you know, on Twitter. Do we have one of those? We do. Oh, excellent. Is, uh, is that JFA podcast? It might be, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's promote that. Um... <laughs> Just just putting it out there for guys to guys to guys to come chat to us with. We're lonely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then it was on to the main event. Have we missed any ridiculous spots while I'm thinking about it? Any kind of ridiculous backstage skits or anything that we there was that stupid one with the with the Daniel Bryan t shirts that I didn't get at all with damn that that was that was pointless, Don, and I even going to mention that. You can buy it from WWE.com. Yeah, at their shop. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Uh, it was pretty free of B Team. Damn, segue to JBL. Yeah, being commentary on a match. Yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah, I just yeah there wasn't many there wasn't many backstage skits or anything that was of much importance really going on within storyline or kayfabe at all this night was there too many matches going off too many matches um all of them not given enough time barring the triple h one which was given way too much (laughs) um becky lynch and ronda rousey and charlotte flair in a big fatal three-way match winner takes all triple threat match for wwe raw women's champ women's championship and wwe smackdown women's championship um 21 minutes and 30 seconds um how did you feel about this match this is the first um all-female main event for um at any wrestlemania um 35 year that's taken to get here um i personally i personally liked how well they went they went (laughs) really really well um i mean you got to see a level of um a level of viciousness from ronda rousey that was straight out the gate she comes in she starts she starts absolutely murking fellas you know do people still say that jay do the kids still say murk yeah because you're down with the kids I am hip. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she just straight up starts murking um, and, yeah, starts starts doing some really rough-looking bumps, throwing people off, throwing people off aprons, all sorts of stuff. Um, she had a nasty bump herself. She did indeed. To, uh, later on in the match, she ended up um, she ended up being powerbombed or something similar over the rope, um, over the top rope. She and got above underneath the second and bottom rope absolutely pretty much on the neck yeah she clipped the bottom of her back on the hardest part of the ring and then landed on her head then landed neck, on her head and neck. which was pretty brutal it was a fairly brutal um and this goes back into what i was saying earlier about about um how we're not looking at 
standard WWE bumps at this event this year. We, there were a lot of there were a lot of bumps that botched into almost strong style spots or just were strong style spots. Um, and it was it was quite refreshing to see um, a lot of things that made me just kind of go wow. Um, that was one of them. Um, all in all, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, Becky Lynch obviously had to win it. Um, it was really well put together. There was some absolutely great interplay between um, all three of the ladies. Ronda Rousey um, obviously wanting to show both of these women that she will not be defeated um, because she is great and they are fake. And Charlotte and Becky having their storied history um, and just interplaying off that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jay. It was a good match. Thank you, Jay, there. Um, yeah, I may have to go back and watch it because I don't quite see as much of it as I wanted to. Uh, yes, Jay, at this point, obviously, we, I think we're getting on to the main, the main thrust of this podcast. Is WrestleMania too long? Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Um, yeah, WrestleMania is way too long. Um, WWE Obviously trying to get as many people as they can into it, so people get a payday. If you get edited out, you get nothing. <sighs> Cut that shit out, WWE. Cut that shit out. Um, yeah, what what do you think is going to happen moving forward then with each of these? Should we go through the champions and just just say what we what we expect of their reign before we finish finish up this WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, show? cool. Um, so of course Tony Nese is now the Cruiserweight Champion how do you feel that this this championship turn is going to go for Mr. Nice? well I, I reckon it's going to go well quite badly actually okay. um, um, I mean he's a really good wrestler but his mic skills aren't exactly anything to shout about and he's going to have to do a lot of that now he's he's the Cruiserweight Champion and that's going to sh- go through um, I really hope he gets into some kind of program with um mike bennett yep as in canellis mm-hmm. because i can see them having a really good match and him being tony being a transition transitional champion yeah um for him basically i don't see anyone else really taking off him that would make sense i mean they've been trying to put the strap on canellis for a while or trying to get some form he wasn't going to do heel versus heel at wrestlemania yeah they wanted to do and some they are slowly building him into this position and 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 ever so slowly you're getting to see the old Michael Canellis. Yeah. The old miracle that you see mm. from TNA. The old character from ROH shining through. Yeah, it's a slow reacquisitioning of his most successful traits whilst perhaps yeah. refining them and filtering out some of the less successful traits by the look of it. It's it's been a it's been a slow burn character piece with Mike Canellis and um, Which I've very enjoyed. Yeah, I've I've been enjoying what I've seen of it. I haven't been quite as into it as you have because obviously I'm not watching 205 or anything like that. But I have been aware of it happening, and I've been quite impressed by it. So yeah, no, I, th- I think that's fair. He does seem like a transitional kind of champion at the moment. Um, I, I mean, congratulations, to Tony Nice, obviously from all us here at JFA. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see bigger and better things maybe in your future. Um, and this to be a, a, a transitional phase in your career. Um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder taking the championship um, from the Revival this is the Raw Tag Team Championship what are your thoughts on this? Oh I see them losing them tonight yeah me too who too? the Revival? Uh, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet oh okay yeah no, that's that would be great that would really put everyone in that situation over yeah yeah definitely cool um, curse of <laughs> the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Braun Strowman do you think he is going to break the curse or do you reckon that this curse is so strong it even managed to ruin his career a year before he actually got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal trophy uh, Braun's in limbo at the moment there's nothing for him that's my point I mean they say th- they say that there is this curse you're aware of this curse we discussed it on a previous episode I believe last last time yeah probably yeah um, and everyone who's got it has been cursed I think that in this instance they've just taken their currently most cursed superstar and just put him on there because it just can't get any worse for him I was hoping for a running by Nicholas at some point to maybe maybe win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but sadly it was not to be. 
I thought you were hoping for a Pete Dunn. I was hoping for an anything other than the predictable dross that we got. Um, s- my, my pick was Matt Hardy, and he, he, you know, he was close. Yeah, he, he had a good close. showing. Close, had a good showing. Close. I like Matt. I like Matt Hardy. Close. Oh yeah. Um, Seth Rollins. Now he is the champion. Any thoughts on how this reign will go? Just keeping it warm for Roman. <coughs> keeping it warm for Roman. I reckon he might be keeping it warm for Drew. I reckon he's keeping it warm for Drew, who will then keep it warm for Roman. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't see Roman taking off Seth. In regards to Brock... So that makes Seth a transitional champion for Drew. Yeah. For Drew to become a transitional champion for Roman Reigns. Yeah. For Roman Reigns to then reign supreme over everybody and come back as super Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stronger than ever. Yeah, stronger than ever. Stronger than ever, Roman Reigns. Don't build him back. Don't build him up from the ground up. Just, just throw yeah, him into a position where he's just going to be a champion in the next four months. Yeah, it went really well last or time. SummerSlam. Went really well last time. Yeah. Brock Lesnar coming back. Done. Uh, I reckon you'll see him on Raw. Yeah. Quitting, probably. Yeah, that makes sense, to be honest. Um, there's no, There's not very much they can do with Brock Lesnar at this stage. I mean, the character doesn't exist without a prize to fight for. Or, if Brock's going, are they going to use like a Lars Sullivan to come in and beat him down whilst Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar? Um, that could work. I mean, Paul Heyman has done great things um, for Brock Lesnar. He does great things for big guys. Um, being a Paul Heyman guy is usually a good place to be, providing that you are not CM Punk. Um, uh. All in all, I, I reckon they're going to have to do something with Paul Heyman. He is, he, his advocacy is just too good, and he is a guy who can... Take it only seems to work with Brock Lesnar. I mean, they've tried other people, and it's just fallen flat. Um, I think part of that's part of that is just the fact that it is Brock Lesnar, but I th- I don't think you necessarily need to put him in an advocate role like he is. It's a very unique relationship between Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, um, and part of the reason that Paul Heyman is so successful in the Brock Lesnar role, I think, is because Brock Lesnar has a limited certain number of dates. So as a result. Paul Heyman turns up. It's like there's two layers of Brock Lesnar. There's, there's okay. This is a this is a slightly important event, so I'll send Paul Heyman. Or this is a very important event, so I'll go myself. And that kind of just builds that anticipation. The fact that Paul Heyman is at an event and Brock Lesnar isn't still will sell tickets um, more than you would more than you would necessarily expect for a non-wrestling personality. Um, I I think they could change up his character or give him different motivations, but I think Paul Heyman will stay. I think Brock Lesnar, um, I think I think Brock Lesnar needs some time to cool off really, um, as a character, because everyone's bored of him. Everyone's bored of him. You can't have a prize fight without a prize. Um, Brock Lesnar has absolutely no reason to remain in the WWE without a title from a character perspective. So you either give him a belt and stick him back in that role that he's been in for the last four years, or alternatively. You have shot of him, and at this point, I think I, th- I think it's a bit of an expense for the WWE, especially considering the limited. Sports Hyro again, yeah, like on a weekly basis. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. Um, <laughs> the Usos Tag Team Championship. What do you reckon their year looks like? Probably bat it back and forth between them and several other teams. Not probably really get defeated by Alistair Black and Ricochet on SmackDown. <laughs> maybe get maybe get arrested. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that's a I don't know where to go with that with them too. They've yeah. just signed their new contracts. Obviously WWE've got a plan for them, but just where the hell that is going, I don't know. Fair play. Um don't care about Shane McMahon, he didn't win a championship. Um the iconics as tag team champions. They're going to play the scared heel role. Yeah, that scared heel role that WWE likes so much. And they're obviously going to cheat to win most of the time. Yep. I reckon they're going to have a longer reign than the Boston Hook Connection. Yep. That's probably going to be their next match. Yeah, that makes sense. Even though there's no rematches. Yeah, there aren't any. But this is probably going to happen. Yeah, I would say it will. Um... 
maybe the Samoan Slaughterhouse instead, just to maybe take the titles to NXT. That'd be a good idea. Freshen up a little bit. I reckon they should do something similar. Um, I reckon they should get it off one TV show and just kind of start moving it around like they've claimed they would. So, yeah, um, I I would be excited for that. Just There doesn't seem to be any long-term planning coming out of WrestleMania. There doesn't really. There doesn't really. I mean, maybe we'll find it all out this week on Raw and SmackDown. Mm. Um, but I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% sure. That do they even know what they're doing anymore? <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't think they. Normally, when you come out of WrestleMania, you've got a long-term story plan. You know exactly where everything's going to go next. This time, it just seems to be like finishing out all the stories up, and then yeah, and then start again. Maybe that's maybe that's what they feel that they need to do for this creative. For this creative change they, that they're making, yeah, they have the new creative team. So maybe that is what's happening. Maybe that is they've what they're doing. They picked up and they've finished off the stories, and now they need to start creating their own. Cleared the slate, and now they can start with some longer-term storytelling. I'm hoping that is the case. I am hoping that is the case because WWE have been flashing the pan for a bit too long, and I think they need to. I think they need to address that. Um, so they're just cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Kofi Kingston as the champion how long do you reckon he's going to keep it I mean are we going to see a New Day split or alternatively are we going to see him ride high as a New Day cha- as a New Day champion long enough to become the villain or alternatively are we going to see him hold the title wave his arms and lose it at Backlash to a returning monster Is Backlash even a pay-per-view I don't know, whatever comes after Backlash. <laughs> it's Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Is he going <laughs> to lose it at Money in the Bank? Yeah, I reckon he will. Back to Daniel Bryan. Or Daniel Bryan will become the Money in the Bank champion and then cash it in on that evening. On that evening after Kofi just scrapes by against someone else. Someone else, but we don't know because there's no long-term story telling. Um, I think the logical thing to do with Kofi Kingston now would be to take... Um, a new day triple threat match. <laughs> no, no. What I would do is take um, who's the gentleman who we replaced? Oh, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Oh, yeah. Made yeah. Mustafa Ali heel. Have a one on one, and then have Daniel Bryan come in and take the championship after he's beaten him. Uh, money in the bank. I see Mustafa Ali moving more into the United States Championship. Yeah, because him and Joe have got a thing going on. Yeah, I mean, that could work as well. In which case... I don't know what to do with Kofi. Yeah. Now, now he's got now the title, it's, it's like, yeah, you need to pull the trigger, but where the hell do you go with him now? Yeah, where do, where can you go with Kofi Kingston now? Oh, WWE, you fucked it up again. Anyway. <laughs> so there's two of the fans who are like, yeah, definitely pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Pull, pull it, the trigger. Pull that trigger. Now what do you do? Now what do you do with now Kofi Kingston? Yeah, It's got to be a riff with New Day. That's got to move, move forward with it. That's the only way to move forward with it, um, unless unless there are some there's some people who can come in and make credible credible opponents for Kofi Kingston to beat. I mean, technically, any of anyone can be, but the trick with Kofi Kingston, the trick to keeping him on top, is making sure that you put him against heels who could potentially cheat but are unable to cheat. That's what you do. You've got to find heels a bit like Daniel Bryan, a bit like Ric Flair was. When Ric Flair was well known for it, he was the type of heel who, in a one-on-one, no-angles match, most of the faces he was going against could beat him. They could beat the crap out of him. Most people in the ring could beat the crap out of him. That was the gimmick that he had, but with all the cheating, all of the styling, all of the profiling, all of the pomp and circumstance of being Ric Flair... That was what won week in, week out. I mean, we're talking, obviously, Deep South, Ric Flair, early 80s, you know, early to mid 80s. That's that type of heel. With Kofi Kingston, he needs a string of that type of heel. He needs the type of heel who cheats in order to win, can't necessarily make a credible opponent in other circumstances. He's not going to go against a Brock Lesnar, is he, and win? Well, now I'm just here trying to think of who actually he could face in on the SmackDown roster, who is like that, which would be Kevin Owens, but he is a face right now. Kevin Owens is a face. Um, 
Send your answers on a postcard. Because otherwise, it's going to have to be Big E. Oh, yeah. That's all I can think. Big E and... The implosion of the new day. Yeah. Big E and a jealous Xavier Woods. And you don't want to do that because they make so much money. Um, Samoa Joe. Where's his title going? What's going on with that? Squash match. Well, we know it was a squash match. What's going on with him but moving it, it forward? It made no sense for Rey Mysterio to be in the title, title scene anyway. Yeah. So what is Joe's... What there's there's no there's no plan for Joe. That's cool. the problem. This yeah. is the problem with everything coming out of WrestleMania. There's no long-term planning. Okay. What do you think is going to happen with Finn Balor in the Intercontinental Championship? Probably face Bobby Lashley again. Yeah, probably. Um, Becky Lynch? She'll, if Ronda Rousey isn't isn't, isn't going to quit on Monday Night Raw, she'll probably go into a program with Charlotte. But if she doesn't, then it'll be Ronda Rousey, I reckon. Fair play. Um, and that just about wraps up everything we've got to say about the champions coming out of that event. Yeah, all in all, WrestleMania, where are we? What did we think to WrestleMania 35? The long list of WrestleManias. It did feel like a full stop. It did. So... What's the next chapter? What is the next chapter? Well, I guess we'll find out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <We're all laughs> see where I, they go. I, with can, this, I, I am not not too sure where they. I can with tell this. you one thing though about our next chapter. We are going to be the Beard and Bear Happy Hour moving forward. Um, J Fabe, we had a lot of good time on J Fabe. It was our developmental brand. Um, but we're moving to the big time yeah we're moving to the big time and by that I mean we're just changing our logo and name I'm Beard and he's Bear I'm Beard and uh, he's Bear oh I'm Bear I'm Bear we're Beard and Bear happy hour um, we are Beard and Bear wrestling happy hour I don't know I'll, I'll, you'll find us you'll find it you may want to subscribe if you if you've currently find us by just googling JFabe um, you may want to subscribe. This is the time because we are going to change our name. It is going to be different. We're going to have a different logo. We're gonna, it's going to be a brand new show for you guys. It's it's going to just it's going to be a brand new show, same format. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a brand new show for you guys. It's going to be the same format. Everything's going to be the same. <laughs> We're just going to have a different name. It's easier to Google. Bye everybody. Bear and bear out. Bear and bear out. Bear and bear out. Bye 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 bye. bye. Oh, 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 oh,